welcome to another exciting episode of Hot Garbage, the weekly podcast where we talk about video games and movies and comic books and anything else fun we can think of. Uh, I'm one of, one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Dan. And this week we are going to review the animated film The Killing Joke and also discuss some of our favorite DC animated movies. But in the meantime, Dan, what you been up to, man? Yeah, so last week, Matt and I both, we went and saw the movie Sausage Party. Yes, we did. And I was surprised that it was actually a pretty good movie. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I went into it with zero expectations. I didn't know what to expect, exactly. I, th- I kind of just expected it to be, like, poop and, like, a lot of poop and penis jokes. And it was actually a lot more than that. It actually had a decent story. Like, the story was really good. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, in a good way, like, it, it, a lot of it reminded me of, like, Toy Story, except more mature, right. I suppose. Um, but what did you like most about it? What I liked most about it was that it wasn't just a raunchy, like, animated movie, like, oh, haha, look at these cartoon characters are saying fuck, you know what I mean? Right. There was actually, like, like, we walked out of the movie... And I'm just saying to myself, like, I think that movie taught me, like, a moral lesson. <laughs> it, it does. Like, it talks about, like, like differences in people and yeah. like, differences in religion. And, and like, acceptance and, you know, it just of it all. Nice to everyone. It's insane. <laughs> that, that is really I funny. I believe it. That a movie called Sausage Party mm-hmm. made you think. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick Kroll was in it. He was the douche, literally. He was literally the douche. And I... Don't like Nick Kroll, but he was really good in that movie, dude. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, the the voice cast was insane. Yeah, it's that whole crew, you know, Seth Rogen and James. Well, except Franco. also Edward Norton, right? Which caught me nowhere. off guard. A I lot. did not expect that at all. Yeah, um, one thing that I thought was super cool about it was, you know, some of the party or you know some of the sausage party or whatever. They get stuck at the supermarket, and they're, like, exploring the supermarket and stuff. And I thought it was, like, really cool, like, the personality that the supermarket had as far as, like, okay, here's where the Chinese food is. So for, like, for these pieces of food, the Chinese section looks like, you know, Chinatown or yeah, something. Yeah, and how, like, the liquor aisle was just a constant party yeah. and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. That and like. Good. There were some interesting ideas, like the non-perishables are like immortal gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought that was really funny. Um, yeah, overall. Really overall, good. it was great. I couldn't believe how good it actually was. When it Someday, when it gets cheap enough, I think I'll certainly buy it. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a movie you can rewatch. And uh, that part you see in the trailer where uh, the lady's preparing the food in the kitchen, mm-hmm. so brutal. Yeah, it was, so brutal. And it was really creative how they were coming up with like these just awful, awful ways that yeah. we treat food. Like uh, the nachos. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's one part where like a bowl of nachos is just sitting there, and then a cheese gets grated over them, and then they get stuck in the microwave. And so like their friend, this cheese is literally getting melted onto them. Yeah, and it's just brutal. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it was funny. Mm. And, like, a lot of times movies like that, I don't really find that funny. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Or, like, movies that are, like... Or, not movies like that, I guess. Movies that I thought that would be. 
I thought it was going to be this ridiculously like right. stupid, raunchy thing. And usually, I don't find that funny, so it caught me off guard. How funny I thought it was, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. Um, so also, our local comic book shop A to Z had like a 30th anniversary a sale. Big sale. A big sale. They do. I mean, they do it every year, but for their anniversary. And I went in and got Vader Down, which is part of the new Star Wars right. comic books. Did you read any of that yet? No, not yet. I've, I've still been busy with Green Lantern, but okay. I think it's going to be the next thing I've I only read, read the first issue, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also got the Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Nice. The first volume of that, which, even though obviously it's part of the prequel era, I like. I still like their relationship, and hopefully... The comic will be able to portray Anakin as less annoying than Episode Two. <laughs> I think it's. Pro- I think it takes place like five years before Episode Two, so Anakin's okay. probably like fourteen or fifteen. But it, it'll be cool seeing Obi Wan as like a real mentor, right? And they just go on an adventure. What did you get there? Uh, I got the first two, well, the only two volumes of uh, the Sinister Core War, mm-hmm. and I'd never read that before. It's really fucking good. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite comic books, for sure. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got? Uh, I got some other, like, random issues of stuff, but I don't remember. Just here and there? Yeah. I was so tempted. I mean, I don't have a, a ton of money to just drop on comic books and stuff, but I was so tempted just to, like... There's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff for, for pretty cheap. <clears throat> but I restrained myself. On that note, move on to the DC animated movies. Yeah, let's do it. So did you want to do Killing Joke first, then? Yeah, let's talk Killing Joke. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> uh, what'd you think? I mean, it's the Killing Joke. Yeah. So, it's good. <laughs> the, uh... A lot of people have talked about this. The first, like, half hour or so of the Killing Joke movie is an original story mm-hmm. meant to make you feel something... For, or me- meant to introduce you to Batgirl if you don't know her and make you... You know, get to know her as a character and right. feel for her and like her and etc. the The original story overall wasn't the worst. No, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, so, if you haven't seen it, it was basically just Batgirl finds this criminal, and he develops almost like an obsession for her. Yeah, which I liked. I did too. And Batman's kind of like. Hey, you know what? You're off the case on this one because he's getting weird. Right. Like, I'll take care of it. And Batgirl's like, nah. And then, you know, whatever. The rest of the story happens. So, a, a big controversial part of that first half hour is Batgirl has a real big crush on Batman. Which is so weird, dude. Like, I see, I don't know. I don't think that part's that weird. Like, you know. She's just uh, this 20-year-old girl. Bruce is this hottie 35-year-old mentor guy. Like, to have a crush on him is not that weird to me. But the weird part is then when she gets real mad at him and starts trying to, you know, punch and kick him and stuff, they fall on the ground. And then they're like, hey, let's just have sex. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> let's have sex while we're down here. So weird. It felt really forced. It doesn't work. And awkward. And then, like, it made Batman... I don't know. It it came off weird because then he didn't talk to her. Yeah, he like breaks up with her essentially. <laughs> essentially, like hey, you, you're done. I don't know. I think that was a misstep. Absolutely, it was. 
because that kind of changes the Killing Joke a little bit. Yeah, it does. It puts Batman in a different place. Yeah. Because, I may be wrong, but this story, or when they have sex, takes place only like one week before the Killing Joke, right? Does it? I, I don't know. I could have swore she said something like... Hey, a week later I'm going to be shot. <laughs> no, I, I, she said... Um, and that was the last time I saw Bruce as Batgirl. Little did I know, a week later, a storm would hit. Or oh, something. Okay. She says something okay. along those lines. And I was like, okay, that's kind of odd, I guess. But Now, I think it would have been better if they wanted her to have, like, a love interest. Why not just do Nightwing? Yeah, you know. Or Robin, if, if, that's, if Dick was Robin at that point. Whatever. But just... Have it have do Dick Grayson because that's what it is, normally. Is it? Yeah, she okay. she she has a. I feel like she's some. It depends on who's writing that week, but it's either Dick or uh, Tim. Well, Tim has only been like a real recent thing. Okay. Like the Arkham game. Yeah. Is Tim? And see, I don't like when it's Tim because no. Tim's like five years younger than her. That's funny. which isn't that weird, I yeah. guess. But it depends on. How old she is. If she's 20 and he's 15, then yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they should have done Dick, but then the problem arises of like, okay, but Dick's not in The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. So, like, where'd he go? Like, why is he just piecing out? You know what I'm saying? So, that's why it's weird. Like, why does there have to be, like, a love interest at all? There doesn't need to be a love interest, but I don't mind them trying to make people care about her more or like people who have no connection with Batgirl like if you've never read a Batman comic or you've never seen a Batman show or Or whatever but then you can make the argument that the only people who are going to watch the animated Killing Joke are people that know Batman most likely you know right yeah so it is odd but moving on to the actual like Killing Joke part of it what did you think it was great it's just the Killing Joke yeah exactly um so, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill mm-hmm. came back to reprise their roles from the animated series. And they're so good. They're incredible. They're so good. Do you remember about, like, five years ago when Mark Hamill was like, I'm not doing the Joker anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And but then, then it seems like since then he's done it more. Right. Like, he's done the Arkham games. He's done Injustice. Which, like, spoilers for Arkham Knight. Um... And just Arkham in general, I guess. Uh, when he died at the end of Arkham City, mm-hmm. that was like him. He's like, I'm done now. That was like magnum opus of Joker. So like, I didn't expect the twist in Arkham Knight, you know. Mm-hmm. So then Arkham Knight happens, and he's like, Hey, I'm the Joker, and I'm back. And I'm just like, What? Yeah. And then he's like doing Killing Joke, and has he done other things since? Yeah, like I said, he did the Injustice games. Oh yeah, was that him in Injustice? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong, but I could have swore it was. Um, and then I feel like he's done something else. I don't know. I really wish that he did the Joker's voice in Young Justice because be the Joker's voice in Young Justice is really awful. He should just always be animated Joker. <laughs> just give him, like, however much you think you'll pay him for the next 20 years. Just give him in one lump sum. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, you're the Joker now. Just do it. But I also feel like he doesn't do it for the money. Probably not. I think he really enjoys being the Joker. He does Star Wars for the money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He he enjoys Star Wars, too. I'm sure he does. 
he seems like the kind of guy who only does things he wants to do. And those are like the only two things he's in. I mean, he's in the Flash TV show. Oh yeah, he was and, in he was in Kingsman. Oh, he was too. <laughs> dude, I, I love Mark Hamill. He just seems like a great guy. Like, yeah, he's a good dude. I feel like I know him personally. Yeah, he, yeah, great guy. Um, he just seems like he'd be real down earth. Mm-hmm. Probably because he's not that famous. Besides, like Luke Skywalker's famous, but Mark Hamill's really right. not. Right. Um, but so Kevin Conroy too. He is. He's Batman. He really is. Like, isn't it weird how like we have so many great Jokers, but only one great Batman? Um, I guess that's an opinion. Yeah, but I, th- I mean it is an opinion, obviously, but. I guess it's a true opinion. <laughs> Everyone else is wrong. No, I think Christian Bale's good. Christian Bale's good and Keaton's good. And Affleck's good. And Affleck definitely has room to grow. Like, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, hopefully, when this whole DC film universe is kind of expanded a little bit, I think Affleck will be considered, like, a really, really great Batman. Yeah, his Batman's good. as. Don't like, don't like the writing and everything else. Well, yeah, no, I just, when he's Bruce Wayne, I see Ben Affleck, not Bruce Wayne, you know really? what I mean? That's I thought, just me personally. I thought he was a really good Yeah, Bruce. he's fine. It's just like I had to get used to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Conroy. Have you ever seen him, like, in an interview, like, talking about Batman, though? Yeah, I don't think so. He's kind of the opposite of Mark Hamill. And what I mean by that is he knows absolutely nothing about Batman, and it kind of just seems like it's just a job for him. Kind of. Like, uh, listen to uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast. I think he does a two-part interview with Kevin Conroy. Really? And it's just basically, like, his life story and what he was doing before Batman and then blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, it was just, like, a gig to him. But then he kind of got into it. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. But it seems like he hasn't, like, absorbed any of the information about Batman. Like, you could literally be like, to Kevin Conroy, hey, Kevin Conroy, what's Batman's real name? And he'd be like, I don't know. No, come on, that's not true. <laughs> Dude, it's, he it's, gets it. it's stuff like that, though. Like, he doesn't know, like, really common things mm. for some reason. But. Because he's a thespian. He is, yeah. Let's see. Um, I was gonna hold it as long <laughs> as possible. <laughs> yeah. So what? What? What next? Um, what do you think of like Batman's ears in the Killing Joke? <laughs> They're like weird, like devil horn, curvy things. Like almost more because that's kind of how they looked like in like the forties. Right. Right. Like original Batman. And I guess I should have reread the book. Are they like that in the book? No, I don't think so. I feel like in the book they were. I mean, you have it somewhere here, right? I feel like in the book, they are very classic, like, 80s, like, really long and, like, Mm -hmm. pointy and straight-looking ones. I actually really, really disliked Batman's design as a whole in this movie. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't necessarily like the animation at all. Yeah, it was fine. It it was fine. It's modern animation. Yeah, but which it, is always hit and miss. It was very like it. It seemed almost cheap, and not not cheap, I guess. But it didn't seem like they put a whole lot of production value into it. It didn't look that smooth to me. Yeah, I thought it looked fine. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just the character designs. I I just didn't love it. It didn't look like the book to me, but that's fine. Um, all the flashback stuff, you know, when it's... Uh, For the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, it's just weird, like, hearing Mark Hamill's voice come out of that, I guess. Yeah, I, he did a good job of making it not sound Nominical, like the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just, it was almost just Mark Hamill talking. Mm-hmm. Like, he took it down a notch. He took it down a notch, and like, it actually, it kind of sounded like Luke. Like, it was like down a notch in like craziness, but also like a little bit like younger and like mm-hmm. something. Um, so he did a good job there. It, it was weird, like, hearing it, though, because you can still pick out the traces of, like, the Joker's voice. Right. And so it it made me feel weird, like, that since you don't get in a comic book. Like, in the comic, I can totally separate, like, that man from what he would eventually become. Mm-hmm. But in this, it was just kind of like, oh, it's the Joker before he became the Joker. Do you know what I'm saying? Kind of. Yeah, maybe I'm not explaining it right, but... No, you're not doing a great job. Probably not. <laughs> but it was just weird. One thing that I that I kind of like about that book and the movie, and kind of don't, I like the idea of, like, not really having a true Joker origin story. Yeah. And this has kind of become the true origin story of the Joker. Um, Even though the Joker doesn't remember it, and he remembers mm. it, different ways each time this is pretty much it so like I, I guess I don't really like knowing that but it's still a good story yeah so it's I don't know it's I like the whole Red Hood thing That's I do cool. too I like That's the really Red Hood cool. I like the Red Hood thing too and I like the idea of the Red Hood gang just like getting this guy and blaming everything on him yeah that's yeah. really cool yeah and like you even hear the cops say like we finally got your Red Hood right like they think it's the same person every time like that's a good idea So the whole, like, idea that the Joker has in this movie slash book is something that has reoccurred a lot in the last couple of years. Like, the one bad day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, two things in particular that I can think of is, one, The Dark Knight. Yeah, absolutely. And two, Injustice. Because in Dark Knight, obviously, he's trying to prove that Everyone is as crazy as yeah, him. Yeah, all takes his little push. All takes his little push, exactly. So, you know, he does the two-face, he thinks Batman's already there, mm-hmm. he's trying to do it to Gordon, and and stuff like that, and then in Injustice... He does it to Superman. He does it to Superman. Exactly. So, like, and I feel like for the Joker, like, doing that to Superman would just be, like, the best feeling for him. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the same time, like... Superman doesn't have the mental fortitude that Batman has. Yeah, but Joker already kind of thinks Batman's there. Yeah, that's so he's not trying to. He's not necessarily trying to make Batman go crazy. He's trying to prove to Batman that he already is. That's fair. Now, I would I would compare Superman to Gordon, like as far as righteousness <laughs> and like being a good guy. So, you know, I, you know what I'm saying. Like the Joker, I think, really wants to crack Superman. He really wants to crack Gordon. And so this story is obviously about wanting to crack Gordon. Mm-hmm. And how do you think they handled that part of it? It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> it's beat for beat the killing joke. Yeah. So, like, I have nothing negative to say about it. Yeah, <clears throat> it was cool seeing it in action and mm-hmm. in motion. 
because it captures like the emotion of Gordon better better than a comic book can. Right. Um, just like seeing a a real moving I mean not a real but a moving person. No, that was real. <laughs> that was a live action movie. <laughs> but like God, could you imagine going through that like tunnel of love? I'd have killed myself. Definitely. Um, and then I like the the way they portrayed like that court scene. Like, yeah, hey, what good. would you do if this person was breaking the law and he was doing this and he was doing this? And Gordon's like, I'll throw the book at him. Yeah. And he's like, surprise, it's Batman. Arrest Batman. Right. He's a criminal. Which Joker's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, man, that story, The Killing Joke, is just so dark. It is. Obviously, it's why that movie's rated R. Eh, yeah. But did they... It's rated R because of Deadpool. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. They, Robert Gordon gets shot in the spine. So? Presumably raped. Presumably, though. Yeah. It's never specifically said, but... Either way, naked pictures of her body are plastered on the wall for Gordon to see. Yeah, Just, but you don't see anything. It's still dark. So is the cartoon. What? So is the cartoon. Like animated series? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a different kind of dark, though. The animated series would have never done something like that. Mm, nothing like that, I guess. But, like, people still got shot in the face and stuff. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, and as with, like, the story as a whole, the killing joke, I like how... It doesn't work on Gordon. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right when he can, he tells Batman, like, do it the right yeah, way. We need to prove to him that our system works and that he's wrong. Yeah, arrest him. Which I guess that brings us to the end, unless there's anything more you wanted to touch on. Not really. So I guess that brings us to the end. Uh, do you think Batman kills the Joker at the end? Well... Because the Killing Joke is an Elseworld story, even though it's kind of been adapted to fit into the main continuity. Mm-hmm. It was and origi- everyone considers it canon. That's exactly. so weird. It was originally an Elseworld story, so the Joker can die at the end of it. Yeah, and a lot of people think he does. I like the idea that he does, just because that kind of makes it tragic. Yeah, like well, that's the Killing Joke, right? Yeah. That's what people say. Because if you notice, and I paid attention to it in this movie, because it's different than a comic book, obviously, the way it has to be portrayed. But in the comic, they're both laughing at the joke at the end, Mm -hmm. and then they're both laughing, and then Batman puts his hand on the Joker's neck, Mm -hmm. but because it's in shadows, you can't tell if he's using the Joker to support himself. Right, just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Or if he's strangling him. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Joker's ha ha has completely stop. Right. So that's where the idea comes from. And then in the movie, they kind of say that it, the ha ha has do stop. You hear them stop. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, then as that happens, the camera's panning down. Right. So it does leave the same, you know, amb- ambiguity. Ambiguity. So, also with that joke. I was thinking about it last, like, when I watched it, and I guess I'm not good at <laughs> thinking about things, but, like, do you know the joke off the top of your head? 
the one where they're like the flashlight and the robbers or whatever? Yeah, so there's like the two crazy people at the asylum. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you know, that one jumps over the building, and then the one who jumped turns on his flashlight and says, I'll make a beam for you. And you just walk, walk across, across the beam. And then the other guy says, What do you think? I'm crazy. You're going to turn it off halfway. <laughs> it's a funny joke. <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> But here's the thing, like, it means more than just a joke, like, yeah. like which which criminal's Batman and which one's Joker? See, I don't know. It, that's that's what <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, is Joker the one that doesn't even know that it's a, that you can't walk across the beam, or is the Joker one that's trying to get the other crazy guy to walk across the beam? I think he's trying to get the other crazy guy to walk across the beam. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's all I have to say about that. But then I wonder what that means, like for those two characters. Like, if Batman killed him, what about that joke made him decide to kill him? Like, was it that? Oh, maybe then Batman's the guy. Maybe Batman's the guy with the beam, yeah. and even though he's crazy, he's still trying to help. Because right before Joker told that joke, Batman's trying to help the. Yeah, Joker. he's like, I don't want to kick the shit out of he's you like, every day. He's like, like I want to help you. He's like, I will pay for your help. Like, I will. We can try to fix you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So maybe Batman, even though he's crazy and Joker's unfixable, aka he's crazy. He's the guy with the flashlight. Mm-hmm. He's still trying to help, but the Joker won't accept his help no matter what, and therefore he is doomed to die. And so that's why Batman decides at that moment. This man won't accept my help no matter what. Mm-hmm. He can't keep living. There's no help. <laughs> He's going to just keep killing people. I could buy that. It's a fascinating... Isn't it? I love that book. It's so good. Um, but yeah, what would you uh, give it? Uh, I guess overall I'd give it like a seven or whatever. Just because of the beginning. It's so unnecessary. It is. I'd but give, it's not bad either. I'd give it a go watch it, because yeah. I don't feel like giving a number rating. Fair enough. Yeah. My, number ra- my number ratings are so awful. I have noticed that, just like thinking back on it. They our, don't beat anything either, really. They really don't, because I give every movie like a 7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pretty mediocre year. That's true. I gave Force Awakens like a 9. Yeah, because it was really good. Force Awakens is incredible. Anyways, another one we both watched recently was yeah, Justice we League. Just finished watching we just watched it, yeah. Was Justice League versus Teen Titans. Yeah. And it was very poorly titled. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Much like Batman versus Superman, the actual Justice League versus Teen Titans aspect of the movie was maybe five minutes long. Yeah. So that was disappointing. That was very disappointing. And the Justice League. Spoilers for this movie. Um, and the Justice League was being, like, brain-controlled. Yeah. So it just, it wasn't really exactly what I thought it was going to be. Not at all. I thought it was going to, something was going to happen Civil War style. Yeah. You know, and, like, they're going to end up fighting each other. I mean, the Teen Titans would get wrecked. Yes. Absolutely. But still, it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, see, they were setting it up at the beginning because there were only the four members of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, 
well, there were five, including Cyborg. But the cover, Cyborg's on the Teen Titans side, so it's like mm-hmm. maybe Cyborg switches, and it's like six or seven Teen Titans versus four Justice League members. I'm like, okay, maybe they'd, yeah, stand, okay. A ch- maybe they'd stand a chance. Um, but that's not how it happened. So, can you give us a, a, a bare-bones story? Um, the Batman demotes Damian Wayne Robin from Justice League member <coughs> to Teen Titans member, and he's pissed about it. As always. So, yeah, he's a everything. little shithead, dude. I do not like Damian Wayne. Wayne. Like, he, he has his moments, but... Anyways, uh... So it's basically him bonding with the Teen Titans and learning how to work with with a team as a team member. And meanwhile, Raven's dad is like Trigon. To, yeah, Trigon. He's like trying to get to Earth or something. And he has like demons that are like possessing like people. Gas demons. <laughs> yeah, they like possess the Justice League except Batman. And uh, this is too cool. Yeah. He's prepared for a... For, for demonic possession. For demonic possession. <laughs> so he gives himself a shot. <laughs> Whatever. Kicks the demon out. And, yeah. So they fight the Justice League for a minute, and then they fight Trigon, and then they beat him. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Now, right in the middle of that, that bare-bones bare story that Matt just gave, there's a segment in the middle that is supposed to portray, like, Damien's bonding with the Teen Titans. And it's one of the most excruciating five minutes of my life. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it, was, it was like a montage. It was a montage. Except of, to the worst pop song I've ever heard in my life. It felt so forced in. It was garbage. That part was garbage. So it just showed, like, Damien and the rest of the Teen Titans, like, at a carnival and, like, Going on Ferris wheels and, yeah, and like doing pl- games, carnival and games, and being silly, playing Dance Dance Revolution. So bad. <laughs> it was really brutal. I mean, I get the point that it was proving, but it could have been done without the song. The especially. song was what wrecked it. The song was so so fucking bad. Yeah. Well, the weird part is it wasn't even entirely a montage. Because there was still dialogue. Yeah. Like, there were still the other sounds. It wasn't just the song. So the song was unnecessary. It's Um, But one thing I really liked about it... Well, actually, let me, let me start over. So, more so than a Teen Titans vs. Justice League movie, it was kind of more of, of a Damian Wayne and Raven yeah. movie. Yeah. It focused a lot on their like, like daddy issues and grandpa mm-hmm. issues and and stuff. So one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie was giving us a little backstory on Raven. Yeah, because I which the I, only thing I know about Raven is what I know from Teen Titans, the show. Pretty much, I knew that Trigon was her dad, so I knew that she was like a demon or something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that her mom was a human, and like I didn't know like how her mom, like, her mom kind of got, like, raped by a demon. Not raped. She wanted it. She, w- she even said she willingly participated in the ritual. Fair enough. But then he showed himself to be a demon, and she was like, no. I mean, you kind of stuck at that And point. then kind of ran away, but... But either way, so, I didn't know that. And then they... Raven and her mom, like, ran away to some dimension. 
I didn't really get that part. Yeah. But they ran away to some weird dimension, and then Raven, being an angsty teenager, invited her dad over, and her dad blew up the city <laughs> and took Raven. Um, so, I thought that was interesting. And then it also provided the backstory to that red diamond on yeah, Raven's cool. forehead, which I had never known that either. Which, apparently, she, like, traps her dad within that. So, is Raven, like, ridiculously powerful? I guess so. I mean, she is a demon. Yeah, I guess, but, like, she must be super strong, because Superman couldn't fight Trigon, but Raven can take her down. Well, the only reason Superman couldn't was because of magic. True. I guess that's true. So, I mean, can Raven take down Superman pretty easily? Probably. Dude, I always... My girlfriend thinks it's so funny whenever I say that magic, like, invulnerability that Superman has. Yeah, it is weird. Because she, like... (laughs) I I said one time that he's, like, susceptible to magic. And in her head, she's thinking, like, that there's this, like, street magician that's, like, pulling things out of a hat. And Superman's just like, whoa, dude, (laughs) that's so cool. Like, he can't figure out that this is fake magic. Like, he's just susceptible to, like, street magic. Um. <laughs> I liked when uh, Scorpion kicked his ass in Mortal Kombat vs. DC. Yeah. Because of magic. Because of magic. <laughs> Have they ever, like, really gotten into that? What does that even Not mean? that I know of. It was just like, hey, we need to give him another invulnerability. I guess so. Because it, like, it doesn't really make sense. I like it, though, kind of. <laughs> Something needs to stop him. It's, like, it's funny. And it makes, like... Makes it easier to... Like, his villains can't all be kryptonite-powered. That's true. Like, it would get kind of boring. Like, Lex just sticks some kryptonite in his big armor and takes Superman down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever. Whatever. Um, so in this story, Damien, you know, he's having grandpa issues Mm -hmm. with Ra's al Ghul. And when he's in hell, he, like, fights Roz and is like, I don't like you anymore. And basically, you know, decides that he's a good guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to take the world over with his dead grandpa. So I thought, you know, that was cool. Like, the, the movie definitely had some character development. Yeah, it's all about, like... Friendship. Like you said, the daddy issues, it's all about, like, expectations and then, like, casting those expectations aside and being your own person. Yeah. And, um, it was good. It was all right. <laughs> no, I think it was good. Once you get past the disappointing the carnival, title. oh, once you get past the carnival and the disappointing title, that's that's yeah. true. I think it's going to be one of those movies that when I watch it again, I'll like it more. Yeah, it's definitely just a Teen Titans movie, though. It is. I mean, like, I walked I walked into that movie, and I'm like, when did they fight? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were like 45 minutes to an hour in. <laughs> And they still hadn't fought yet. And then they fought for, like, four minutes. And I was like, well, that was disappointing. Yeah. Especially after that great opening. The, with the Justice oh, League kicking ass. That opening was awesome. It was pretty good. That was the best um, action of the whole the whole movie. Yeah, the Justice League fights, the like, the Legion of Doom. Then also at the end of this, Cyborg kind of demotes himself. Yeah, it's from, Teen Titans. From Justice League to Teen Titans. He had earlier gotten an offer from the Teen Titans, but he's kind of like, you know, I don't want to because... Because I'm on the Justice League. Because I'm on the Justice League, (laughs) right. (laughs) But then, presumably, he thinks about it, 
And earlier in the movie, he tries, like, you know, having a little pizza party with Batman, and Batman's like, nah. And he's, like, heartbroken. He's, he's real <laughs> sad about it. Because, um, you know, Cyborg's, what, like, 20 years old? I guess. So he fits in with the Teen Titans more. So then he brings some pizza over to Titan's Tower, and they have pizza. The end. The end. But yeah. but wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. There's Thanks to Marvel, there's an after-credits scene. Yeah, there's a stinger. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I actually, it was actually a really good sting. Yeah, was both, both of us were like, huh, wow. So, spoiler again, for the very end stinger of this movie, it shows Tara, like, riding in on a rock, which hints towards the Teen Titans story, The Judas Contract, which we learned was a planned movie that DC has coming out next spring. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll get some Terra and some Deathstroke and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But same rating as Killing Joke. Go watch it. It's not as good as Killing Joke, but... I think it's a little better. You think so? Yeah. Because, because just the beginning... Because it doesn't have that insufferable, be- insufferable beginning. But it has the insufferable carnival. Yeah. I think the carnival is more cringeworthy. Absolutely. The, the carnival is worse than the, the sex scene in... And Killing Joke. They're at least the same level of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I guess with Killing Joke, I went in knowing what I was expecting. True. So, whereas this, I was disappointed by what it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So it kind of left a weird taste in my mouth. Even though I I ended up liking what it was, it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. And so, it's still very good, though. As most of these DC movies are. They really are pretty good, man. Um, and so, yeah, what, what are some of your favorite of the animated movies. One of my absolute favorites is Batman Gotham Knight. Mm-hmm. And that's just a little anthology series of stories or whatever. Um, apparently set in the Chris Nolan uh, continuity. Yeah, I find that weird. Right. I mean, it's cool. It's very cool, but it's like very comic booky. Now, yeah, so it takes place in the Nolan continuity, but like the costume doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And like... The animation for each of those stories is different, and it's it's like hard to imagine it taking place in that universe. But whatever, yeah, I'll take it. But I mean, he fights Scarecrow again, and Scarecrow is like, "Hey, remember last time? Yeah, I, re- I remember you from Batman Begins." <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, at that point, is Scarecrow the only villain Batman fought? I like, guess so. Fought him in Batman Begins. Fought him in uh, Gotham Knight. Fights him at the beginning of Dark Knight. He's the judge in the third one. Yeah. Um, he fights Killer Croc. That's sweet. That is pretty cool. And, like, Killer Croc looks good. He's, like, he's only, like, a foot or two taller than Batman. He's good. just, like, a yeah. big, want... muscle-bound, like, nasty-looking dude. Exactly. I want Killer... My ideal Killer Croc is that. Like, eight feet tall and about one and a half humans wide. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I don't like him in the animated series. He's real skinny and like pimply and yeah. weird. I like the pimples, but... And then I don't... Even though he's terrifying, I don't really like him in the Arkham games where he's just this monster. Yeah. He's like a T-Rex, man. He's he does look like a T-Rex or something. Because <laughs> um, it's hard to believe that that's a human. Right. But what other stories are in that Gotham movie? Uh, there's one where... In addition to fighting, like, typical Batman, like, supervillains, he's also, like, fighting mobsters and shit and, like, pitting the mob against each other and stuff like that. That's good. That's a good follow-up to Begins. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, now, is, like, Maroney in it or I anything like that? It's been a long time since I've watched it. I think so. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Deadshot is in it in the last one. The last story, that was a really good one. You know, I've seen it. I, I feel like we actually watched it together. We probably did. Probably, like, right when it came out, but that was, what, seven years ago? Yeah, something like that. Or something. It came out, like, a couple months before The Dark Knight, I think. Oh, so even longer than that. Yeah, you're right, because Dark Knight came out in 2008, so mm-hmm. if it took place between Begins and Dark Knight, it would have had to... And it was, like, part of the Dark Knight marketing program and stuff, yeah. Okay, so it probably came out spring 2008. Something like that. That sounds about right. Whew. What was that? Feel like old our, yet? Yeah, I was about to say, what was that, like our sophomore year? Yeah, we were in 10th grade when Dark Knight came out. Whew. Weird. Um, one that I own and really enjoy is Justice League War, okay. which is a retelling of the New 52 origin. And so, have you have you read that, the New 52 Justice League I've at all? I've never read any New 52. Are you... I'll let you borrow War just so you can, like, you know, see that story. But it's really cool because, obviously, it's the origin of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Which, it's the same Justice League that we saw in Teen Titans vs. Justice League. It's the same continuity. It's the same animation style, etc. Um, but basically, like, Green Lantern is following some some villain. And he's in Gotham. And then Batman shows up, and, like, Batman and Green Lantern are fighting, and they're kind of, like, bickering and going back and forth, and it's cool. And then Superman shows up, and Green Lantern and Batman together kind of fight Superman. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then... And then eventually Darkseid shows up. (laughs) It's it's fun, though. It's, uh... And then that leads into Throne of Atlantis, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. But I have... The comic and the movie. I just need to read it first and then watch it. What's another one that you like? Um, Green Lantern, First Flight is pretty good. Uh, that's just Green Lantern's origin. Right. And I like Green Lantern, so I like So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've i seen that one too, but like, once again, it's been a while. That one's old. I think it's like 2009 or something. Yeah. Now, when was the last time you saw it? I just watched it when I just got it, like, a couple days ago. Now, so that... Sinestro ends up being the bad guy in that, right? Yes. I find that weird, because if it came out in 2009, then that would have been, like, in the Jeff Johns run. And for the origin of Green Lantern, Sinestro doesn't turn bad for a while Mm -hmm. in his run. So it's weird. Yeah, because they're bros for a while. Yeah, they're, they're best buds for a little bit. And so it's weird to me, in fact, in the Secret Origin of Jeff John's run, he he and Sinestro are together on Hale's first mission. Mm-hmm. So I just found that weird. Like, Sinestro, like, trains Hale, and then they go on missions together, and they're best buddies, because they're, like, they're, like, neighbor, neighboring sectors. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, yeah. are they? Oh no, that's not what it is. It's a, it's at Hale and or Abin Sur and Sinestro used to be best friends. Yeah. So Sinestro is just kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll be friends with you, I guess, because you're Abin Sur's replacement. And then a couple years later, is when Hale finds out that Sinestro is basically Hitler, <laughs> and Hale 
It's like, I'm going to put a stop to this, and then they fight, and mm. blah, blah, blah. But is that what happens in First Flight? Is, like, Hale finds out that Sinestro's, like, a dictator, kind of? Yeah, kind of. Like, they, they're they doing the whole thing where, like, oh, yeah, I'll be partners with, you know, the new guy. And then, like, he finds out that uh, Sinestro's, like, oh, the Guardians are weak. Like, you know, we got to use fear or else so we got to get shit done. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. I liked it. That's good. Have you ever seen Flashpoint? No. The story? Have you ever read Flashpoint? No. So Flashpoint is a story that creates the new 52, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's when the Flash goes back and stops his mother from being killed. And because he stopped his mother from being killed, it created like a big ripple effect where the Flash never had like the motivation to become the Flash. Mm-hmm. And so the Flash doesn't exist. And it, for some reason, sends ripples both ways, so the past is changed, too. Hmm. And, like, Earth is, like, moved over a little bit, essentially. And so Superman's ship misses it. <laughs> and then, like... And then also... Bruce Wayne is killed instead of his parents. So instead of Bruce becoming Batman... Oh, Thomas, this is the Thomas Batman? Yeah. Okay. So Thomas Wayne becomes Batman... And Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. That's weird. It is weird, but I, I think it's cool. Like, she just goes, like, insane. Uh-huh. She's, she's, like, when Bruce dies, she's, like, holding his dead body and, like, takes her hands off and, uh, with his blood, like, makes a smile. <laughs> it's silly, but it works. Like, it, it's a cool dynamic for Thomas's main villain to be his wife. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So basically, Flash creates this, like, alternate dimension... And everything is real messed up without the Flash, and without Superman, and without Bruce, and whatever. And basically, there's a world war going on mm-hmm. between the Amazon women and the Atlanteans. So, like, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are, like, the generals in this war. And their, like, armies are, like, fighting each other, and, like, Europe's been, like, completely destroyed. Okay. And stuff, and basically, and their, like, whole, if I remember correctly, their whole war is literally started because Aquaman slept with Wonder Woman, <laughs> and then Mera, Aquaman's wife, gets real mad, and Aquaman kill or, or, sorry, Wonder Woman kills Mera, mm-hmm. so then Aquaman gets real mad, and then they start a war. Okay. Hmm. Um. Strange. It is, it is strange. <laughs> But, like, there's just awesome action. Like, you end up finding out that, like, Zoom, the, like, the Flash's, like, original Zoom Mm -hmm. was able to kind of keep track of, like, all this change. And so he never changed. Like, he was, like, into the Speed Force. That guy's, he can fucking do anything. Dude, I hate Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) But, but so then Zoom is, like, watching this whole thing and whatever. And Barry doesn't have his powers anymore Mm -hmm. because he was never... He was never a police officer, so he was never in that spot. So he was never struck by lightning, so he never mm. became the Flash. So then he's talking to Thomas, and he's like, he's like, trust me, like, I'm friends with your son. <laughs> like, you need to help make me the Flash. So, <laughs> basically, they, they strap Barry up to this chair, like this conductor, the conductor electricity chair, like, during a lightning storm, and pump him with, like... I don't know, chemicals. <laughs> like, they're just, like, dumping chemicals on him and, like, syringing chemicals into him and, like, hoping that he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> and then he does. And, like, 
his body is like completely destroyed, but then it heals because he's the Flash. Right. And then whatever. So it's a it's a cool little it's a cool ending, too, because Thomas writes a letter for Bruce, like uh, Barry's like, "Hey man, I know your son. Mm. Write a letter for him, tell him you love him, <laughs> and stuff like that." That'd be nice, right? Um, and then so. Thomas writes this letter, and then Barry goes back in time and basically ensures that his mother will die, mm-hmm. which is obviously hard for a person to do. <laughs> um, so he ensures that his mother will die and then sets the universe back to normal. Right. But that normal is actually now the new 52. Okay. So, like, things are still slightly different because... There's, like, extra layers in killing his mom. His mom wasn't just killed. Like, he was forced to be killed. Whatever. You know, yeah, so it's time just... Time travel shit. It's just time travel stuff. But then the Flash still has that letter and, like, gives it to Bruce. And Bruce is real, like, sad about it. He's like, <laughs> oh, my dad. My dad wrote me a letter. Um, and so you'll actually notice in the new 52... Do you know how Batman always has, like, crap in his cave? Mm. He's like a big penny and a... T-Rex, T-Rex, yeah. For some reason. He also has, like, a podium with a letter in it. And, okay. that's, and that's what that letter is. So I, I really enjoy Flashpoint. What's another one you have? I really enjoyed Batman Superman Public Enemies. That one's really good. Which one's that? Um, that's, that's like a real cartoony animation style, isn't yeah, it? They're real, they're real big. Yeah. And I think it's... Uh, I know it's Kevin Conroy, but I'm not positive. I think it's... Uh, Animated series Superman also. Nice. Yeah, I know. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, just... Uh, Lex Luthor's the president, and there's like a kryptonite... Uh, Island. <laughs> yeah, like a kryptonite. It's the, the one from Superman Returns. <laughs> uh, a kryptonite meteorite or whatever coming to hit Earth. And... I can't remember exactly why, but... Lex is like, well, fuck Superman, I'm gonna put a bounty on him. <laughs> Just can He's the president. Because, like, <laughs> Superman won't help us or something like that, but, like, how could he? <laughs> Superman won't kill himself. To- <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, it's pretty cool because heroes and villains alike are after Superman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman just kind of gets caught up in it, but he's like, you know, you're my you're my bro, I'm gonna get, get your back. Sure. And it's just cool just seeing, like, Superman and Batman being chummy, and, like, it's not, like, dark at all. It's, like, really fun. And the coolest part is when Batman and Superman have to fight uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam. Why? Because it's really but, cool. But, and then, no, no, I'm saying why is Shazam attacking them? Just because oh, there's a bounty? Well, because Lex Luthor ordered him. He's the president. Okay, but Shazam's not, like, a public government agent. I don't know. That's, that's the story. All right. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But it's fucking cool. And Shazam's like a ten-year-old. Why is he? <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I didn't write it. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, isn't there also a story somewhere out there where Superman fights Black Adam, like with Captain Marvel or with Shazam? Uh, that, I've watched that one like fucking forever ago. It's like that's the thing with a lot of those like the older, you know, Batman, Superman, or DC animated movies. Like mm-hmm. I watched them once, like seven years ago and so I, I just have like these vague ideas of what yeah, they yeah. are I yeah. forgot all about that one it's like Superman Shazam 
like Superman slash Shazam or something like that. Superman Shazam Power Hour. <laughs> Basically. And if I remember correctly, it's just two stories. Two little quick stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, let's see. What's another one that I have? I have Batman and Son, which was essentially Damien's like, origin story, mm-hmm. which is fine. It was like $3 at Target on uh, Black Friday, so I bought it. Yeah. But I don't really like Damien, so I don't know. I've only watched it once, but it's it's cool. Like it shows like Damien being trained by like by um, Roswell Ghoul and Damien and Batman having problems as a partnership because Damien's like, I'm just gonna kill this guy. Right. Batman's like, like no. no, don't do that. Um, but then like uh, Deathstroke is in it, and cool. he like basically seizes the. What, what the heck is, uh... What's Roz's thing? His ninja group. Oh, the League, League of Assassins. League of Assassins, yeah. Deathstroke basically, like, seizes them. That's cool. Yeah. And, and so, uh... And so at the end, like, Damien and Deathstroke have, like, a sword fight. And, That's so cool. Yeah, there's, there's some cool stuff in that movie, but... Overall, it, it's just fine. That, too, takes place, like, in the same continuity as the Throne of Atlantis, Justice League War... Justice League vs. Teen Titans, and um, etc. Mm-hmm. I like I like when they do that. Like I want all these movies to take place in the same universe, just just because. That is pretty cool. I didn't know there was like a, a continuity to these yeah. newer ones. Because then there's also Batman vs. Robin, which is a direct sequel to the Batman Son or whatever it's called. Um, and then there's also Batman Bad Blood, which takes place. Right after Batman vs. Robin. Okay. And then I think that uh, Assault, on, Assault on Arkham is also in that same kind of movie. Okay, I haven't seen that one. I haven't either, but I want to. Me too. Um, do you have any other ones? Batman Sub-Zero. Oh, right. Yeah, we just watched that too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's based from the animated series. And it seems like it takes place in between season three and four. Which is actually in between the two different shows, which is Batman the Animated Series and the new adventures of Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you have to say about that one? It was really good. It's actually. fantastic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, in it, it's like the main villain is um, Mr. Freeze. And as usual, he's gotten some problems with his wife. Yeah. And he wants to save her. So he finds out that. She has, like, a super unique blood type, and she needs a blood transfusion. A blood transfusion that, for some reason, would kill (laughs) whoever gives their blood. And so, there's, like, 18 matches in in Gotham City. And they, for some reason, decide to pick Barbara Gordon. (laughs) Her! (laughs) Let's pick Commissioner Gordon's daughter. (laughs) Do you hear Mr. Freeze voice for the audience? Come on, it's good. Can't do it on command? You're too nervous? Um, but yeah, so they pick Barbara Gordon. Little did they know that she's Batgirl. And she's a <laughs> real, she's a pain. And they can't get her blood. And then Batman and Robin come and save the day. Yeah. That movie is awesome. It's pretty good, man. And I like, I love that art style. That Dude, the animation in that movie is beautiful. I like the part where they fought the polar bears. That was fucking cool. Polar bears are sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so with that art style, not only is the character are the character designs awesome, but because it's a movie, it was like 
they had a little bit more of a production budget right. than the show. So it's that same art style as the show, but super clean and mm-hmm. fluid. It's wonderful. And I've never seen Mask of the Phantasm. But I've seen it once when I was young. But I've heard that it is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, definitely going to have to check that out at some point. Um, oh, we didn't even mention the Dark Knight Returns movies. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Yeah, well, it's just the Dark Knight Returns, though, so... Exactly. I mean, the, if you're talking about adaptations, that's better than The Killing Joke. Yeah, because it doesn't add anything. It doesn't add anything. I think the animation's better. I, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. The character designs are spot on. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Peter Weller as Batman? I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's weird. But it's an old Bruce. Yeah. So I can give him a break, like, whatever, he's old. Um, that movie's awesome, especially part two, which, I mean, obviously you need part one to have part two, Mm -hmm. but part two is great, the fight between Batman and Superman. No, that was pretty good. Oh, you know, one of my favorites, that I'm not sure if it would even hold up anymore, but I loved it as a kid, was, uh, the Batman Beyond movie, Return of Joker. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I have, I have that on DVD. And I used to watch that movie, like, all the time when I was a kid. Because I remember, the you know, the first time I saw it, it was, like, such a mystery. Like, right. like who is who's who is this Joker? And stuff like that. Because it, that movie sets up that the original Joker is dead. Mm-hmm. Somehow. But, like, his... I remember his, like, facial shape, his facial structure, his voice. Like, everything was spot on for yeah. the Joker. Like, it was the Joker. And, um, and then there were, like, flashbacks to the New Adventures of Batman and Robin era, Mm -hmm. and it showed that the Joker and Harley had kidnapped Tim Drake and basically, like, injected him with... With crazy toxins. With Joker something. Yeah. Um, and then so over time, that caused Tim to go crazy and basically become the Joker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was a good idea. I thought that was real cool. Um, and, you know, a little 10-year-old me was like, <gasps> oh no, <laughs> not Robin. Not Robin. Um, I remember, though, in the movie, because I, I liked Dick Grayson at that time, mm-hmm. too, and at some point in that movie, someone's like, what if it's Dick Grayson? And I was like, no! <laughs> absolutely not. Better would not never. Be. He would never do that. Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that movie's good. Uh, do you have any other ones? No, I think that's about it. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen other ones, like... Actually, I've seen, uh, Superman... Is it just called Superman Apocalypse or Superman Batman Apocalypse? It's, uh, yeah, Superman Batman or Batman Superman, whatever. Something. But that one's pretty cool. It, it, it actually focuses more on Supergirl than anything. She's taken as, like, Apocalypse or Dark Side's, like... <laughs> shut up. She's taking... She's taken to Apocalypse by Dark Side... And it's basically made into, like, a war- his, like, little warrior thing. And then they come back and fight at the the Kent farm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they blow it up, <laughs> basically. But that one's fun. Which ones are you looking forward to the most? Um, I'm really... Or, or I guess, which ones haven't you seen that you really want to? Uh, I really want to see Throne of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh... 
I want to rewatch that Superman Shazam one. Because I like Captain Marvel. Me too. Hey man, it's Shazam. No, officially. That's so weird to me. You gotta get used to it. It's a better name, honestly. It is a better name, but... But you're right. Like, even as of, like, 2010, he was still Captain Marvel. Yeah. And now he's Shazam. Like in uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC, yeah, he's, he's Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Um, yeah, I really w- I want to see Throne of Atlantis also. And I think m- the one I want to see the most is the new Frontier. Oh, yeah, that one. And I want to see the Flashpoint Paradox. I mean, yeah, there are a lot. There's a Crisis on Two Earths, which is when the... Uh, what is it? Like the Justice Lords or something? Or like the Justinus Legion? The Justin Legion? Justin's Legion. Um, <laughs> or the... Or the... Something. Bad bad versions of the Justice League come right. from Earth 3. And... Uh, so basically like Superman fights like Ultraman. Batman fights Owlman. Uh, stuff like that. Then there's... Batman Bad Blood, which I haven't seen... There's Batman or Justice League, like Gods and Monsters. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing or that. something. I, I would like to see that, but I don't have a whole lot of interest in it because, like, it's not actually Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Well, no, but it's right? just it's like reimaginings, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. But that's interesting. Yeah, I suppose. But I like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. How they are? <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, um, you have Green Lantern, Emerald Knights. Mm-hmm. That looks interesting. And I still gotta watch it. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm missing some. Um, I'm really looking forward to Justice League Dark. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward. Cool. Justice League Dark looks awesome. Looks like it has a good good animation. Mm-hmm. Now, I just love those characters. I love Johnny Constantine, man. Yep. He's so cool. Um, Dead Man's cool, too. He's got a really cool power set. Yeah. Um, the Judas Contract yeah. Teen Titans movie will be cool. I really hope it's just called, like, Teen Titans Judas Contract and not, like, Justice League Teen Titans Judas Contract and they try fitting the Justice League in again, yeah. like this one. Because this Teen Titans vs. Justice League is very clearly just a Teen Titans movie. Yes. Um, and then, what's another one? There's one more. I'm not sure. That's coming out, but I can't think it's of probably it. probably a Batman one. I'm sure there's a Batman <laughs> one. Yeah. But, good times for... DC animated movies. Yeah. As, as subpar as they are making live action movies, they're very good at... <laughs> they're very good at making animated ones. Isn't that odd? And Marvel's the opposite. Oh, yeah. I've literally never had interest in watching like a Marvel animated movie. They're not that good. The Ultimate Avengers ones were pretty good, but that's about it. I don't even think I've seen those ones. They're not bad. I know I've seen... We watched Hulk versus that one time. Yeah, those ones are alright. Yeah. Those are just quick little action stories. Mm-hmm. The I Doctor just... Strange one is okay. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. I like that one. So I guess I do like some of them. But, but... but for the most part, they're garbage. I just looked up another... The other one that's coming up for the DC side. And you're right, it is a Batman movie. It's Batman and Harley Quinn. Huh. <laughs> huh. Oh, you know what? They're also making a, like, an Adam West... Oh, shit, yeah! That, that looks great. Dude, I can't that wait looks really for good. that. I forgot all about that. And, you know, not that this necessarily counts, but Lego Batman's coming out. Yeah. That looks fun. That does look fun. 
Um, but I really hope DC just keeps... They can pump out like four of these a year. I'll keep watching. Probably not buy them like, till they hit HBO or Netflix or whatever. Yeah. But... But they're worth watching for sure. Definitely. Um, you ready to go to news? Ready to go to news. Do you have anything? No. Of course not. Okay. Um, so I have some Marvel news, some DC news. In Marvel comic news, did you hear that... Did you hear how about, like, Tony's not going to be Iron Man anymore? Mm-hmm. And he's passing the mantle up? Yes. You, hear, you heard about that? So he's giving it to a girl named Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. She's, like, a, a young, like, probably... 20-year-old black girl. And I was worried at first. It seemed like they were literally just going to call her Iron Man. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, but is it any stupider than her name? Riri Williams? No, Ironheart. Okay, so you do know. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was saying. So her her actual official name is going to be Ironheart. It's better than Iron Girl. Yeah. I think. Iron Lady. Iron Lady sounds kind of cool. No, it doesn't. Are you kidding me? It sounds better than Ironheart. Now, what I really wanted was Iron Maiden. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I know. See, and the thing is, they actually said that that was, like, in contention, but because of the band, mm-hmm. there were too many, like, legal tie-ups. Oh. And so it seems like they actually did want to go with Iron Maiden. Well, that's, like, not only does it fit, but you want that because of the band, I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe... Maybe the band didn't want it. Yeah. Or maybe you have to pay the band or something. I believe that there's some sort of legal bullshit. Yeah, exactly. There's something. Um, And then the rest of what I have is DC News. So this is a pretty... This one's pretty big. We had talked about it a little bit, but... The director for Edge of Tomorrow, his name's Doug Lyman, Mm -hmm. I believe... He was originally set to direct the Gambit movie. Mm-hmm. That nobody wants. That nobody wants, including me, who likes Gambit. Mm-hmm. And he left it. So he's now the fourth director to leave Gambit, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But here's the good news. He left Gambit to join the Dark Universe movie, which is Justice League Dark. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. Which is awesome. And it's especially... it's. I feel like it's for sure going to happen, especially with the... The animated movie coming up, mm. like they're, it seems like they're setting it up. You know, Constantine's been on TV. He's had a movie before. What if Keanu Reeves returns? I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I, I've never seen that movie, but I know a it's lot. like okay. I know a lot of people think it's fine. Yeah, um, it's a little dry in the middle. Like yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> but I, I'm really amped for a Justice League Dark movie. Yes, I think that that would be with Suicide Squad. DC, I feel like, really wanted to capture their, like, their Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think uh, Justice League Dark movie would be better for that. Because they at least are actually heroes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Guardians. Like, I think overall the Guardians want to do some good. Mm-hmm. Especially Star-Lord. Um, and stuff like that. Like, at least Justice League Dark, these actually are heroes. They're just heroes that no one likes. Right. And it will introduce the general public to a lot of cool heroes that most haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Swamp Thing. the Demon. Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Swamp Thing's actually had a movie before. Yeah, back but in the like, 80s. I think that was just like a horror movie. Exactly. Wes Craven made it. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's your like ideal Justice League Dark team? Uh, Swamp Thing, Etrigan the Demon, 
uh, Constantine, Zatanna, and Deadman. Yeah, that's literally exactly mine. Yeah. So if they go with those five, I think they have a good thing going. I agree. A thing that I've seen thrown around, and it'd be cool just to have him in this universe, but I don't necessarily want him to be used for this role because you wouldn't be able to see his face most likely. But I've seen a lot of people think that Etrigan the Demon should be Ewan McGregor. Like, I've seen his name thrown around for that. I think it'd be cool, but I want him... I want to see his face. And, like, I feel like in that role, he would either be just a voice or he'd be covered in makeup. Don't you think? Yeah, but doesn't Etrigan turn into a human? Oh, yeah, you're right. He does go back and forth. I forgot about that. I don't know a whole lot about him. I've only seen him... He was was in the Justice League cartoons. Is he Jason Blood? Is that his name? Probably, if you're a demon. <laughs> it seems all right. But that that would be cool. Yeah. Etrigan, Etrigan's a cool, like, character design, too. I agree. Um, in other news, they the Flash movie, it's rumored that the villains will be the rogues. Cool. Yeah. Um, and same question from earlier, I guess. What's your ideal rogues? Uh... I don't even know all of the rogues. Is it like Captain Boomerang, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Cole, yep. uh, Weather Wizard, mm-hmm. Pied Piper? Maybe. <laughs> Dude, he's got the silliest villain. He's so stupid. Mirror Master. Yeah, Mirror Master's pretty cool, actually. What's, uh, what's the fire guy? Like It's like Heat Stroke or something? There's yeah, basically a captain. There's basically it's Captain Cold, but with fire. Okay. So like that could be some cool visual effects. Yeah. And all, obviously, all of those villains are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they could be fun, like used together, and like almost a thing. Like all of them are like, "Hey, we're all the worst." Mm-hmm. Will so, Jai Courtney be in it? Yeah, of course. God, that'd be. I hope so. I know. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd say that? No. I hope Jai Courtney will be in this movie. He was so good in Suicide Squad, though. He will. Fucking goddamn it. And, you know, I hope that they can update the rest of the team Mm -hmm. like that. Like, Captain Cold has the potential to be awesome. And he has the potential to actually be, like, an intimidating villain. Mm. I wouldn't go that far. You don't think so? No. He's perfect for the Flash. Like, Cold slows you down. Sure. And, you know, you make the ground real slippery. Yeah, and he always falls for it. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Um, what does Mirror Master do? Doesn't he just, like, make mirrors and put people in mirrors or some shit? And I, can he, like, teleport through the mirrors, kind of? Like, it's almost like he's uses the mirrors, like, to hop through dimensions or something? I don't know. I don't know either. Weather Wizard also has the potential to be pretty cool if they use him correctly. I mean, I'm basically imagine Storm. Storm can do a lot of cool things. Um, but overall it works, I think, or it would work because it's not using zoom right away. Right. It can, you know, you can build up to him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't think any one of these, like Captain Boomerang could not carry a movie by himself. Mirror Master cannot carry a movie by himself. Do you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. So it's good to just use them all together. And this, get them all out of the way. They can be supporting characters in the the following movies if it's a success. Stuff like that. Um, so, and then also big news that 
you and I just found out about, I suppose, Ben Affleck posted a picture or a video of Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Live action Deathstroke. Live action Deathstroke. And what does that mean? Is I don't he, know, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah, is he the villain in Justice League? Is he the villain in Batman? I hope he's the villain in Batman. I hope so too. Because, I mean, it doesn't seem like he has anywhere to fit in in Justice League. Yeah, there's Just, too much going on in Justice League. Justice League's going to be very space. Yeah, you need the Justice League to fight Darkseid. You don't need the Justice League to fight Deathstroke. Batman can do that. Every himself. member of the Justice League can take down Deathstroke by himself. Yes. So, yeah. And, like, now, like, I'm super jazzed about that. Like, because, like, imagine all, you know, all those rumors about it being, like, in Arkham mm-hmm. and being, like, diehard but in Arkham Asylum. Just to have that, but like Deathstroke was behind the whole thing you don't for want some the, reason. You don't want the Joker to be behind the whole thing, uh, or maybe how about this could work? Deathstroke plans the whole thing, mm-hmm. but the Joker is just like an engine of chaos within it. Yeah, basically he's in Arkham, so like Batman would have to fight him at some point. But like someone hired Deathstroke to do this to Batman type thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, who would hire him though? I don't know. I'm not writing it. <laughs> I wish. Not really. We'd <laughs> no, probably not make really. an awful movie. Um, yeah. That'd be real cool. It's exciting times. Now, the same with the Batman movie, I guess, with what we just talked about, the Flash movie. In that Arkham, if they do go with that Arkham route, mm-hmm. you can throw in a lot of villains that you weren't planning on using. Yeah, So totally. just have them. Like, you've used Scarecrow before in Batman Begins, so... Just throw him in there. He's or in you it. don't even need to use him. You really don't. But, like, you can, like, I don't know, what's another Batman villain that can't carry his own movie? Like... Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Uh, or Scarface. The Calendar Man. Puppet Master thing. Oh, Calendar Man could be cool, actually. Calendar Man would actually be really sweet. I don't think they'd ever go for it. No, but you could do it like uh, The Long Halloween, where it's just, like, a serial killer caper thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. But, like, Zaz, you can just see him in there. Yeah. You, like, that gives you the opportunity to just throw a lot of villains Like an in. Arkham Asylum, always just a little bitch every time you see him. Yep. Take him out in one hit. <laughs> yeah, those are great games. Yes. Um, yeah, but that's all I have. Yeah. Who do we thank? I want to thank Ivan for our beautiful music and our beautiful editing. And I want to thank Mason for our beautiful artwork. And once again, I'd like to thank you listeners. Uh, you are the reason why we do this, and we appreciate every listen we get. Uh, we also we also also <laughs> we also appreciate your patience with us, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. We hope you enjoy listening to us ramble about the things we love to ramble about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell your friends and share our links, and you know do whatever you can to help us if you like us. But if you don't, don't do any of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, feel and free to say hi. Anything like that would be helpful. Or if you want to hear us talk about something in particular, let us know. Yeah, give us some ideas, etc. Uh, yeah. On that note. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.